Hello, Incredible One. Welcome to the Incredible Factor Business Podcast, the place to be to grow a business that shakes the planet. I'm your host, business growth coach, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. Oh, and one more thing. On this podcast, I'm going to keep it all the way real with you about the good, the bad, and the incredible of entrepreneurship. But don't worry, it's all for your good so that you can build a business that funds the life you crave. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Incredible One. Darnielle here. Welcome back to another Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast episode. You know, this episode would have been powered by the Breakthrough in Business event, but we are officially sold out. Yep. So if you missed your opportunity to join us for the premiere, in fact, the only mindset shift and spiritual alignment incubator happening for entrepreneurs on the cusp of growth, you're going to have to join us next time. Today, however, I am tickled purple to share Doreen Rainey with you. Doreen is my friend. She was at my wedding. She's my colleague. We mastermind together. She's just an absolutely phenomenal woman. And I'm just really blessed and honored to have had an opportunity to sit down with her and have a very candid conversation I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but it was an amazing, amazing conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about Doreen. Doreen is committed to helping others gain clarity, create a strategy, and move into action so that they become bold and courageous enough to passionately pursue their goals. Her clients experience significant shifts as they tap into their personal strengths to get results in their personal lives, which I really, really love. She is the CEO of the Radical Success Institute and the creator of the Radical Success Method. She's been an executive. She's a master coach. She's a speaker, and she has two podcasts. We talk all about it during the interview. Listen, if you are currently in the midst of a shift or things are getting really uncomfortable and you cannot understand why, or you know you need to shift, but you have been so unclear of exactly what it is you need to do in order to shift so that you don't lose yourself in the process, you, incredible one, are going to want to listen back to this interview three or four times. It was so juicy, so very juicy. There were a few things that were my absolute favorites. Let me just run two of them for you. One of the things that I loved is that Doreen, without even realizing it initially, she set out and created a blueprint for you to know when it's time to make a radical shift. So I love the three clues that she shares with you about the radical shift and when you know you're in the midst of that shift. And then she took it one step further and gave you five clear action steps of what you need to do once you realize that you must make a shift. If you know that now is the time for you to prepare to make a radical shift in your life, in your business, then you're gonna wanna grab pen and paper and listen in. So without further ado, let's jump in with to my interview with Doreen Rainey. I am so excited to welcome Doreen Rainey to the Incredible Factor Business Podcast. Now, I have to tell you, Doreen may or may not like me sharing this story, but I have to share our story. 
So when I first met Doreen, I can't even really say I met her. I attended her then uber successful Get Radical Conference, uh, Women's Conference circa 2010, I think is when I went. And I was just so excited. A, because there was a brown girl in business doing what I wanted to do at the time. And I just was be over the moon excited. I think that year you had Allie Brown, you had mm-hmm. Marshawn Evans, you had Valerie Burton, maybe Rhonda Britton was there that year too. You had a yes. stellar lineup. And so Jillian was there. Yeah. yeah yep. Jillian was there too. And so for me, I was like, flabbergasted at the fact that this brown girl had pulled this powerful panel of women to come and speak. I could not wait. I couldn't get there fast enough. And so I remember getting there and I am an introvert. You guys may not believe that, but I'm totally an introvert. And so I get there and I muster up the gumption to go and approach Mrs. Doreen Rainey. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to say that she was the event host and she had, she was preoccupied. She was not very nice. <laughs> and I was like, ew, yuck, yuck, yuck. But then fast forward a year and a half, maybe two years later, yes. mm-hmm. we attended an event and we were sat right next to each other at the same table. And I just think it was the timing. I think it was first and foremost the timing of God. Like there's just something amazing about when you are in flow and alignment. And a lot had changed for me and a lot had changed for her, right? I think I had gone with all of these expectations about who she must be to have pulled this amazing group of women together. And she had her own, you know, how do I show up in this space? But we were sitting next to each other and we hit it off in the most amazing way. And so um, Doreen is, she's powerful. She is poised. She knows business. She's one of the people that I can literally, in fact, we sit down once a quarter probably over a meal and we strategize for each other's businesses and she gets it. And um, it's just been my joy to, to just call her a, a friend. And I, I have a lot of business um, colleagues, but I truly do consider Doreen a friend. She was at my wedding and I don't even know if I've talked to you guys about my wedding yet, but I had less than a hundred people at my wedding. But one of those people was Doreen Rainey because I just, I love her. I value her. I value what she brings to the table. Um, you'll hear as we start to have this conversation, just how bad she is. She is a bad chick to the bone bad around (laughs) business, around personal development. And she's no nonsense like me, which I think I can really, really appreciate. And she has this desire to help people figure out what they want and then have the courage to go and get it or the guts to go and get it, I think is actually what she says. And I've just enjoyed watching her business take on um, morph after morph after morph at every level, every time she grows, the way she shows up in our business grows. And I'm really excited for the conversation we're going to have today about where she is now. Um, but it is my joy and my privilege and my pleasure to present to some of you and to introduce to others of you, Miss Doreen Rainey. Doreen, I'm so excited that you are here. I am so excited to be here. And I love that introduction, of course, all, all except for that very first interaction <laughs> <laughs> we had. You know, it's part of our story. It like, is. It is part of our story. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, for those of you who are listening, what I want you to take away from that is 
when you when you see somebody out in the marketplace doing what you desire to do and you invest in yourself like i didn't call doreen and be like hey can you hook me up i'm trying to be like you i want to shadow you for the day no i invested in myself to attend her event just like an attendee and and just know that if you are to align with that person if it is what is supposed to happen it will happen and it'll happen in the time frame it's supposed to happen and i'm actually glad that i had that not warm and fuzzy interaction the very first time so that when I got the warm and fuzzy, it, I was so much more appreciative of it. And I could see her as a human being and not the pedestal that I had her on. That's good. Right? Because I did. I had you like, like <laughs> Doreen Rainey, right? Instead <laughs> of realizing that you're just like me, you put your right. pants on one leg at a time. And if we cut you, you'll bleed. And I think sometimes that's what we do. And then we get let down in the moment without giving you the opportunity to, to get the grace that we want extended to us. Like, remember we were talking about that when we were together yes. last time? Yes. We're working on this whole grace thing. Um, so anyway, we'll, yeah. we're just going to have a conversation. You guys are going to be a fly on the wall, but Doreen, I want to give you the opportunity to tell everybody who you are in your own words. So I am someone who has been put on this earth to help people define success for themselves and get the guts to go after it. And my passion, my love, my genius, my gift is all around helping people transform their lives to do just that. I have come to realize that we are all born with this fearlessness and this excitement and this optimism. And as we get older, life comes along and things happen and we can lose sight of that. And so through the work that I do, it's about helping people reconnect to that original created person that they are, peel back the layers that have kind of been trying to bury that, and then move forward, living a life of joy and peace and expectation and fulfillment. Yeah, that was so good. I had to take notes because I think that reconnecting to the original creative person that you are, like, I think that is so powerful. I think most people don't even remember what it was like to be fearless. Yes. I don't even have a clue. Like, you know, if you ever get an opportunity to watch children, then you probably, you know, get that rush, if you will, that adrenaline rush of what it must be like to be fearless. But as adults, we have become so saddled with trauma, with, you know, you name it, we've been yes. with it and it's taken away our ability to be fearless. So I love that that's the work that you're doing. And I know our conversation today, for those of you who are listening, is going to be all around how to know when it's time to shift. Over the years, as I stated, as I was introducing Doreen, I've noticed her shift several times. And I want her to help me to lay out for you a blueprint of the clues that it's time to shift. And then what are the things you do when you recognize the shift, right? So Doreen, I remember the first shift that I was aware of and I was in your life. And that was the sixth Get Radical Conference. Yes, yes. And tell them the story about that. <laughs> well, I had been doing this event for going on six years. And I think that, first of all, we have to accept that it's okay to shift. That just because we've been doing something the same way, or just because we've been doing something for a period of time, and we may be good at it, 
we may be getting, you know, financial rewards from it. We may be getting satisfaction from it. But all of those things doesn't mean that it won't be time for a shift. And as I was planning that last conference, it became not just a chore in the planning, but I felt like I was being held back from doing something even greater. Mm. And I'm sure that your listeners have probably heard this before, is that you have to be willing to let go of good so that you can experience great. Mm-hmm. And there are times when your great can then become good so that you can make room for the next great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good. I want to stop there and just pull back that layer because without even realizing it, or maybe you do realize it, you've given them the first clue. I think the first clue is when you feel like you're being held back by your business right. or your partner. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever, whatever area of your life that you're in where you now all of a sudden feel like you're in some sort of a prison where it's not ease and flow and you feel like it's stagnation and stifled, yeah. that's a clue that it's time for a shift and to begin to think about and be open to what that shift might be. So I remember you <laughs> calling me or maybe we were having lunch and you're like, yeah, uh, this is the last get right <laughs> I'm like, it's just getting good. What are you talking about? And you're like, yeah, no, I'm done. It's, I'm finished. I, it doesn't feel good anymore. Right. So what gave you the courage when you realized that you were being held back by the Get Radical Conference to say, this is the end? Because, you know, you had this tremendous following. You made it look like it was easy to get 500 people in the room. I mean, we know it wasn't, right? Because we right, did five right. events. But it looked easy enough to get 500 people in the media and you know, right. these big name speakers in the room. So, so how, how did that conversation or that inner dialogue with yourself go when you realized that you were at that point where it was time to shift? You know, one of the questions that I think all business owners should ask themselves is who are they in the marketplace? And there are some people in the marketplace who are speakers that coach. And then there are some in the marketplace who are coaches and they speak. Mm -hmm. And so for me in the marketplace, at its core, I am a coach and a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I originally started that conference for the payoff, Mm -hmm. right? The payoff of all the work it takes to put together an event was so that I could offer additional help to the attendees through the platform of coaching Mm -hmm. and then be able to serve in the way that my genius is designed to serve. Right. So when it became Doreen who does a conference, (laughs) (laughs) not Doreen the coach, it became switched. All of a sudden, the conference, you know, we were on a year planning cycle, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it could be literally a week after we wrapped up, it's time to start getting things in place for the next year. And that became more of what my business was about, which was great, right? The the event was amazing. The speakers were fantastic. The community was on fire. Um, But I became an event planner who coached. Yeah, that's good. Okay, let's start right there. Because I feel like what you're saying between what you actually said is not who are you in the marketplace, meaning your perception of yourself, but how are other people seeing right. you in the marketplace? Because yes. 
you got lost behind being the event host instead mm -hmm. of actually able to really do what you were there to do. And I, I felt that way. And I think I even shared that with you. Yeah. I was like, Maureen, I feel like you're just the MC. Right. And you're and so much more than the MC, <laughs> but that was the way you were showing up. Yeah. And I think that that is not the path of all coaches who do events. Right. Right. That's not the reality of all coaches that do events. That's what became my reality. Yeah. And at the time, the frustration was so high mm -hmm. that I couldn't see that maybe there was a different way yeah. to revamp the conference. Maybe there was a different way to, you know, incorporate that event into the coaching that I wanted to do. Um, right. And, but I, I was, you know, when you get to a place of frustration, you have to manage, okay, what's the shift right. that I need to make? And um, I think if that was something that happened now versus, you know, five years ago, mm -hmm. I may have adjusted differently. Right. Um, but at that point I knew, and I was very comfortable with that decision. You mm -hmm. know, I took a step back and said, what do I need to do? I said, I need to make a shift from this and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, again, it's just really, really powerful nuggets for the, you guys just pulling out some of the things I want you to make sure that you're taking away is being open to and being okay with the fact that the way you want to be seen in the marketplace isn't the way you're being seen. And so that something needs to change, something needs to give so that that perception can shift to the way that it is that you want to be seen. And I think that's really powerful because for me, similarly, I'm doing conferences too, but I, well, I'm not doing conferences. I think that's probably mm -hmm. a difference. I'm more doing live event experiences, but I am the show mm -hmm. versus bringing in a whole bunch of other people and so it doesn't feel that way, even though I have done events and decided I'm not doing it. I'm like, I'm really good for that. Like I do something <laughs> five times and then I'm like, oh, time for the next thing. I think right. it's five is my favorite number, but I don't know. But, um, but I think that that's really, really powerful. And so the, again, the first clue for those of you who are listening, if you're taking notes, is when you start to feel captive, you feel like your business is holding you back. I think the second clue is when your perception in the marketplace is not what you put out there. It's not how you want to be seen, but that is what is actually happening in your, in your business, in your business's livelihood. And so what you find yourself experiencing and what's coming to you are not the right clients or not the right opportunities because the marketplace is speaking and it's not saying what you want to hear. So I would say that that's the second clue. So what else, Doreen, what else did you pay attention to whether you want to continue talking about the shift from get, get radical, if you want to talk about um, the shift into where you're going now, um, what are the other things that you've observed that help you to know it's time to shift? Um, so, you know, coming out of the Get Radical conference phrase, my business was really focused on um, two areas working with new and emerging entrepreneurs and working with clients around personal transformation. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting is I got into coaching to be a life coach and I am amazing at being a life coach. Mm -hmm. But of course, when I first started my business, which was in 2004, 2005, um, I was out here trying to figure out how do I get clients? How do I charge? How does this thing work? And of course, did the smart thing, invested in a marketing coach and learned how to get clients. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, and this was a trap that I 
fell into, and I think it's a trap that maybe some of your listeners may fall into, is that because I applied what I learned from my coach, my business took off. Mm -hmm. And then other coaches wanted to know, how did I build my business? And I decided I was going to coach business owners on how to build their business. Right. Even though my genius is life coaching. Mm -hmm. And so for a period of time, my practice was you could take the business track or you could take the personal track. Mm -hmm. Now, again, am I a good business coach? Absolutely. Am I good at helping clients make money, market their business, find their messaging? Absolutely. But my soul sings Mm -hmm. when I do personal transformation. Yeah. Yeah. We have to stop there again. Cause again, another great nugget. Cause how many of you have fallen into the trap of doing something just because you're good at it? Okay. My hand is up. You guys can see it. But because I did the same thing, I am brilliant at messaging and marketing and sales. That's my genius, right? I'm a business coach through and through. Unlike Doreen who fell into becoming a business coach because she figured out how to make her own business grow. Right. And I remember when I started offering a speaker training (laughs) because I use speaking to grow my own business. Right. Mm -hmm. And someone said, you should teach people how to use speaking to grow their business. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then I'm like, I don't want to work with you on your story. Like, I I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to listen to you say it over and over and over again. But I found myself in this speaker coach box and was like, get me out of here, get me out of here as fast as you can, because my soul, as you just used, and I love it so eloquently, did not sing, let me show you how to tell your story, or let me show you how to engineer your talk, and I mean, was I good at it? Could I do it? Sure, I'm doing it on stage every chance I get an opportunity to speak, but I didn't love it, and I similarly, I had to go back to what it is that I desire to do, so the, the third clue is Finding yourself down a path when your soul is not rejoicing for the work that you do. Yeah. That's how you know you need to shift. Even though you're really good at it. Right. And and you might even enjoy it. I didn't hate it. I love working with my clients. I love watching their business flourish. Um, But again, you have to start paying attention to the nuances of what is actually happening in your business. Mm -hmm. And that next shift for me was really to decide how long am I going to do something that doesn't make my soul sing? That's a good question. Hold (laughs) on, write that down. How long am I going to? Okay, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a tough decision because guess what? I was making money business coaching. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I had amazing clients who I wanted to continue to serve. Yeah. Um, But guess what? Sometimes you come to a point where you have to decide, is it time to make a shift? And so I did. I began to um, diminish my business coaching, especially with private clients. And um, at my last event that I, my last live event that I had, I had told myself that this would be the first time that I wouldn't offer business coaching. Mm -hmm. It would only be personal transformation. So here's a nugget for your listeners. Guess what I did at that event? What? Offered business coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because, because one, it was scary, (laughs) right? Um, 
And two, I didn't trust enough mm. that my, my decision was, even though I knew it was a soul decision, it was right, but was it the right head decision? <laughs> and sometimes we trip ourselves up. Mm-hmm. So one too many, one day too long, one week too long, one client too much. And again, a credible group of people that I worked with, incredible time coaching them inside of the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just solidified for me. That was it. Wow. That was it. That's and- okay. We got to stop. We got to stop again. <laughs> so two great things came out of that for me. So the first part of it was... All money isn't good money, right? So if it's not making your soul sing, mm-hmm. then that means you're selling your soul to the devil. And I know that might be extreme, <laughs> but that's the opposite, right? It's like you're pimping mm-hmm. yourself out. If you don't love every single second of it, you're pimping yourself out, right? And to a certain extent. So that's right. the first thing. So one of the things you guys need to do is you need to do the barometer check. Am I doing something, A, that doesn't make my soul sing just for the money? That's or never the, the right fear, answer. Or the fear. Right. It was my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Making that offer the way I've always made offers. Right. It was my comfort zone. Yeah. And I almost, I, it was like it just happened. <laughs> like it was the default. I talked a lot about shifting your default. Ooh, that's good. The, yeah. the personal transformation work. And we all have, we have money defaults. Mm-hmm. We have relationship defaults. Mm-hmm. And we have business defaults. And I don't even think, it's kind of like when you drive somewhere and you look up and you're there and you can't mm-hmm. even remember making the turns. Mm-hmm. It's something it's similar to this. Yeah. I got on that stage, I started talking about coaching and the next thing I knew, it was, <laughs> <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, da-da-da-da-da. If you are personal transformation, da-da-da-da-da. Right. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> And it, was, it wasn't one of those moments where you could just be like, sigh. Right, 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 right. right. But what ended right. up happening? Did you follow through with the program and then did I you did. that you didn't want to be doing business coaching? I, I followed through with the program, had an amazing group of people I worked with. They had incredible business growth. We had a fantastic retreat and it was amazing didn't make my soul sing. I was a good, they were happy. We had an amazing time together. And that's what makes shifting so hard. Mm. Because it's easy to make a shift when you're frustrated with something, when you're not happy with something, when something or someone is getting on your nerves. But it's a different um, effort it takes to make a shift because of your calling, because of your soul. and that is what I was experiencing. Wow. Wow. So there was nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It just, I know that that's, I, it was time to move. Mm-hmm. So talk about, I want to explore this soul decision versus head decision a little bit more. Because I feel like there are so many people who are listening to this that are going to be pulling over on the side of the road <laughs> to jot down notes because they're like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what's going on right now. My soul is fighting with my head. Mm-hmm. How do I make it stop? How do I yield to my soul when my head 
isn't doing something wrong, right? When right. I, when I'm still producing results or I'm making great money and I can make the case or justify why I'm taking the actions I'm taking, how do I stop letting right. my head run the show when my heart is the one that really wants to be in control? Yes. And I always say the first thing you have to do is acknowledge that your head and your soul are at odds. Mm. And because our head is where it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. We go to this job because it pays us a certain amount of money. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. We stay in this career because I spent, you know, eight years in school and I have $150,000 worth of student loans, right? <laughs> it makes sense. I'm going to go to this job <laughs> and do right. this, whether, whether my soul is singing or not. Right. Exactly. Right? My soul just going to have to figure it out, right? Because <laughs> right. I have these bills. Right. 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 And so the first thing we have to just release the fact and be okay with, okay, I'm at odds mm -hmm. with myself. And then we need to decide being totally honest with ourselves. What is it that makes our soul sing? And sometimes you might need a little help discovering what that is. You've been so, so operating in your head for so long, you, you really lost the connection with your soul. Mm -hmm. And so to reconnect with your soul and what that looks like so that you can begin to pray about how do I make this reconciliation? Right. What does that transition from head to soul look like mm. from both the spiritual perspective of being okay that this shift has to happen and then from the practical perspective of, okay, how do I make this shift <laughs> happen? Right. right. There are some very real things that we have to face and deal with and we have to, for ourselves, decide what measure of faith we apply to that, mm -hmm. what measure of action we mm. apply to that. That's good. All right. So the first two are decide or no, acknowledge that your head and soul are at odds and become okay with it. And it may take time is what I heard you say that it may yeah. take time and then decide in honesty what it's going to take in order to make your soul sing. And then that is where I'm, you didn't say this, but I'm going to mm -hmm. say that's where you really need to get a coach, right? Like, right. And a, a, a life or personal transformation coach that is going to be willing to get in the trenches with you to do the really tough work because it is hard sometimes when you are um, multi-talented or multifaceted and there are a lot of things you could do to be willing to say, no, I only want to do this. And you need that support to rally right. on you to be able to make it happen. Um, and I love the, the, making the decision that, and because I feel like it is just the decision that I'm going to transition from my head to my soul. Yes. Right. And know that ultimately the soul work is not only going to bring me the personal fulfillment, but it is also going to bring me the cash or whatever else it is that I need exactly. if I'm willing to stick with it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And when then once I decide, what do I do? Once you decide then you create this transition plan <laughs> mm. and you decide that while you physically may be doing things that your head requires you to do during this transition process, your soul has extracted you from that situation. Yeah. And so if it's a career change, and you know that I need to stay at this job for the next six months or nine months or as I take care of some things. 
I don't have a bad attitude. My soul is extracted. My soul is already right. going to the next. So I can come in here and be happy and be at peace because I got a plan. Yeah, that's good. And it's the key to making sure that you actually get to where it is you want to be, right? If you're showing up in disgust and in anger, you're putting more bad juju out into the world. Right. So bad juju is coming back, right? Your life right. is a mirror of what it is that you're putting out there. So it's the only way to ensure that you actually get what it is that you want. And yeah. I, I love this creating the transition plan and, and giving what I feel like you did just now is you gave the people who are listening to this permission to transition from whatever it is that, it is that they have been doing without feeling like they have to stop cold turkey. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'll never forget one of my clients, um, Michelle, she um, was wanting to make a career change. And one of the moments, aha moments that she had was that when she decided to extract her soul from that job, mm -hmm. that allowed her to be free, to be happy and go to work. And because she had a plan right. and she knew what the end was going to be. And so in that transition, don't be frustrated and mad because you're in this situation. Right. Yeah. Rejoice and be happy that I got a way out. It might take me a minute <laughs> or two, but I got a way out and I'm going to do everything in my power to stick to this process of getting out, whatever yeah. that process is. And I think, and, and the important thing there is the accountability, mm -hmm. again, through coaching to make sure you stay on track. Because if it makes money and you find yourself in that trap, you will keep doing it because you can justify. Justification yeah in my opinion, is like the biggest culprit when you know you need to be making a transition. Right. You can justify why you don't make the transition. And it sounds good in the moment, right? Your soul is suffering, but right. most people are willing to sacrifice their soul for a, a period of time if they are getting something that they can justify. Exactly. You want to remove the, the need to justify. Oh, this is so, so good. Okay, so acknowledge, decide, create transition plan. And then the fourth step would be to, to take the actions based on the plan. To take the action based on the plan. And when you align with your soul, mm -hmm. you speed up the process Ooh. because you begin to notice and recognize opportunities that when you're in your head, you can't see. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. I'm going to make that step five. <laughs> okay. So we're going to acknowledge, then we're going to decide, then we're going to create our transition plan, and then we're going to take actions based on the plan. And then the fifth step is to get into alignment with our soul so that we speed up the results of the process. Yes. Ooh, that yes. is so good. So guys listening, ladies, men, everybody, <laughs> incredible ones, you just got an amazing blueprint for how to shift once you become very clear that a shift is what needs to happen. And you'll know a shift needs to happen because again, you'll feel all of a sudden like whatever it is you have been doing is holding you back. It's keeping you from something greater. You're, you've settled for good when greater is available, right? And you'll, you know this, if you're honest with yourself, you know it because the money doesn't even feel good anymore. Or at least that was my story when I realized I needed to transition. I was making great money. It was, you know, you know this story. It was right after we hit the seven-figure mark. And I'm like, the, the, the last thing I should have been was unhappy. But I, <laughs> right. it was, all money is not good money. And it, I was not happy. I had built this 
ridiculously large, monstrous business. And I never wanted that. But I wasn't honest enough with myself to say that my soul wants to work intimately with a small group of business owners and work with them for multiple years so that they get the results that they have been seeking and craving in their life and their business. I thought I had to be like everybody, you know, fill in the blank of whomever the person is out there with hundreds of clients. And I'm like, this don't work for me. I don't want this. I don't want to be constantly behind my computer working and, and coaching. I don't want to be doing any of that. And that's what I had to do when I had 273 clients. Right. Right. And so I had to be willing to give it all up. Like you said, in order to get to what was going to make my heart and soul sing and what felt in alignment with the purpose that God placed me here on this earth to do and could serve my clients so that they felt like they were getting everything that they needed and not just a piece of me every once in a while. And so it's a lot of work for those of you who are listening. It's a lot of work to get to this point, but we want to encourage you to be courageous enough, as Doreen says, to get the guts to go after it and know that as I like to say, no one goes to bed a blunder and wakes up a wonder. It will be a process. And once you create that transition plan, um, there will be forces in the universe that will threaten to derail your plan, right? I love that Emerson quote. Emerson says, once you decide, all of the universe rearranges itself to bring you what you desire. And the, the, what you need to know is that's the positive and negative forces in the universe, right? Yes. While we can't blame everything on the devil, m- many of us give the devil way too much credit. Way too much credit. <laughs> there are negative things that are going to happen because you made a different decision and you have to be prepared for them. And sometimes I believe that God is testing us to validate that we really want what we said we wanted, right? Because we just happen to have this guy that is so into unconditionality. And he says, if you ask me, I'll give it to you. Now he might want to do it just to check in to make sure you right. really want it. Cause sometimes we don't even realize what it is that we say that we want. We want it cause somebody else has it without really checking in with our soul to make sure that we want it too. And so those things might happen, but they're designed to keep you focused on the shift and yes. moving in the direction of the shift because your soul was created to prosper in every possible way. Yes, yes. And if listeners are paying attention, what they'll also notice is that your shift comes in the doing. Ooh, that's good. Right? The shift doesn't come when you're sitting around thinking about what you want or you've been in procrastination or you've allowed fear to really paralyze you. The big shifts in life come because you're in process. I was having successful conferences, yeah. right? You were running a seven-figure business. So these shifts aren't things that happen when you just sitting, like hoping, praying something's going to happen. And right. maybe, no, it happens in the doing. Success comes in the doing. Yeah. And you only can really discover what really makes your soul sing by doing all of these things and going forth in action to see where it takes you. Absolutely. Okay, so those of you who are listening, you probably recognize this. This is a purple hand clap Because <laughs> that was good. I hope you wrote it down. That was so good. So good for what's possible for you. You know, life begins at the shift and the shift won't happen unless you're moving. So those of you who are sitting still, 
waiting on God. Oh, y'all drive me crazy with that waiting on God stuff, right? God is waiting on you. He's waiting for you to give him something to bless. It's so much easier to course correct while you're moving than it is to be at a complete stop and then try to get up to speed. Try it the next time you're in a car, right? If you're driving down the road and you realize you need to get off the exit and you take a hard stop and try to get over into the lane to be able to exit, yo, you're causing all kinds of mischief. But if you just slightly ease yourself over while you're moving, you'll be able to get off the exit and course correct the mistake that you made along your way. So I, oh my gosh, that was so powerful. Oh, I have chills right now. <laughs> so, so, so good. You guys yeah. are going to want to listen back to this episode so many times, every time you are on the verge of or thinking that a shift is underway, you're going to want to come back to this blueprint to hear A, the signs, and then B, what your process needs to be so that you can truly unearth that shift in your life. Doreen, is there anything that we left out in the process or even in the signs that we need to share with them? Um, I don't think we left anything out, but I also want everyone to know that shifts never end. Oh, that's good. So the shift just draws you closer and closer and closer to your ultimate calling, to your ultimate purpose, to your ultimate impact. And that's why it's important to get started now. That's why it's important to stop procrastinating, to stop letting fear like paralyze you, to stop just gathering all this information and research and taking a class and taking a this, right? And just moving and getting into action because the shift is just the beginning to get to the next shift. Yeah. To get to the next shift. Yeah. Life is a series of shifts. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because if, if our target is always that our soul sings. Yes. We have to always be willing to make whatever adjustments need to be made to make sure that we can always hear the song. Yes. Exactly. That is so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, we could talk all day. So, so, so good. Okay. So always towards the end, I always like to ask my incredible factor wisdom questions. Okay. Yay. So first question is, what is your favorite quote? Oh, my goodness. My favorite quote. I say this all the time. I teach this. I, I, I teach a whole lesson on this quote. Mm. Um, and it is from Henry David Thoreau. Mm -hmm. And it's most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with their song still in them. Ooh. You know what makes that so good is we were just talking about <laughs> your soul singing. Ah! Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, moment. Yes. Yes. Oh, that yes. is so good. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what is the last book that you read? Last book I read actually was, um, it came out a while ago. It was from Oprah, The Wisdom of Sundays. Mm, okay. Just, um, you know, encouragement, great insight, that personal growth. Um, that, that's, that was really, and great little nuggets. It's really short little segments in it. So that was the last book. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I think it's so good that you, you said that or you mentioned that and it triggered this thought in my mind. You know, remember, personal transformation is the only way you can get business transformation, right? Yes. So you want to be spending as much time reading books or going through practices or working with a coach that helps you personally 
so that you can see the results in your business. As much time as you spend reading a marketing book or a sales right. book or whatever the case might be. I usually have at least one of each on my nightstand mm-hmm. at all times. And I kind of go back and forth between the two. But I like to talk about reading because I think that readers are leaders, which, you know, yeah. a little play on words. But I think also the amount of time that you spend watching TV is equivalent to the amount of dollars in that you're leaving on the table. And I'm yes. talking about dollars and thousands, right? Yes. There, I've <laughs> never watched television and money popped out. <laughs> right. Move my business forward or my life forward even. I mean, there's some programming out there, but it's very few and far in between. But whenever I'm in a book, I'm learning something that better positions me to be able to serve the people that I'm here to serve. Yes. Um, yes. And then my final question is, what is the tool that you swear by to grow your business? Oh, let's see. The tool I swear by to grow my business, it's going to sound funny, but it's my schedule, my calendar schedule. <laughs> no, you know what? That doesn't sound funny. The last guest said the same thing. Like, really? Yes. Because I mean, honestly, if you don't know where you're supposed to be, you yes. ain't nowhere. <laughs> and I think where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing, but also for my potential clients and my potential work to be able to have a way that based on my calendar, they can get on it right. has made the, it's a time saver. Yeah. It allows me to block my time better. Mm-hmm. It allows me to know, you know, what frame of mind I need to be in at this time or this day. Or, and so I just, that scheduler, man, that, that's, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. 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 Anything else that you want to share with the good, incredible ones listening as we prepare to end this interview? You know, we're talking about shifts and I just came or just in the midst of an additional shift, which is in addition to the personal transformation is really um, stepping into the true call that um, God has on my life in terms of um, a ministry and a podcast just focused on helping people apply the practical teachings of God mm-hmm. into their own lives. And so I'm excited about that. It is called Practical Living Ministries. Mm-hmm. And, and if anybody wants to check out the podcast, you can go to the website, um, which is practicallivingministries.org. Mm-hmm. And you can also connect with me on my um, business website, which is DoreenRainey.com. Yeah, and we'll make sure that we put both mm-hmm. the the new podcast, your existing podcast, <laughs> your website um, in the show notes so that people yes. can, because I know they're going to want to continue this conversation and connecting with you because that personal transformation piece is so, 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 so important. Yes. Well, yes. there you have it, incredible ones. The Doreen Rainey, I, I think back on how I've watched her shift and shift and shift and to see you now today with your soul singing. I like the song that's playing. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So glad you were able to be here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for the Incredible Factor Business Podcast. I'd love to help you grow a business that funds the life you crave while your work shakes the planet. Get started today by applying for a discovery session with me or a member of my team. Simply visit darnielle.com forward slash session. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, you deserve a business that funds the life you crave. Take care.